Welcome to the Small Business Big Life Podcast. My name is Derek Van Ness, and I'm a lead wealth strategist and founder at Big Life Financial, where we use innovative tax and financial strategies to help business owners keep more of the money they make and be a whole lot smarter at growing it. We believe every person has something unique and valuable to bring to the world, but far too often money stops them from sharing those gifts. We're here to fix that problem by helping people get money out of the way so they can unleash their full potential on the world. Stick around to the end of the show, and I'll even reveal how you can be the next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspirational podcasts on the planet. So let's get this thing started now. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to the Small Business Big Life Podcast. I am your host, Derek Van Ness. Super excited to be here today, and we're going to be talking today with Anu Watt, and she has a company called Wings Educations, and I'm going to let her tell you a little bit more about that, but uh, welcome to the show, Anu. Thank you so much, Derek, for having me. It's a pleasure. Hi, everybody. <laughs> yeah, you do a you do something very cool and very unique and something that I think a lot of people have thought about, considered but also have kind of shied away from. And I think that it's really cool that you're helping people to sort of build bridges into maybe areas of their life that are a little bit scarier. Why don't you share just really quick what it is that your business does, what your website is, how people can find out more about you in case they only get halfway through this episode and realize that, holy cow, I've got to know more. Thank you. My name is Anu and I run Wings Education. I started the company four five years ago now. And it's one of the, the, the one of the reasons behind starting Wings Education was to bridge the gap between an immigrant who is aspiring to move abroad and somebody who's already here and who knows what happens in a country after mo- they move abroad. And the world is technological now. It's not like in the gold rush when people were coming from Europe to San Francisco. They had no idea. They were traveling on a ship. But here, I am the person who helps them guide through the process like, hey, you need to fill this form go submit this document. This is how the visa process works. And it's different for every country. And with the a lot of fake guidance out there, I'm trying to help as many people as I can. And if you wish to know more about me, you can find out, uh, find me out on LinkedIn and on Instagram. On LinkedIn, I go by Anuwat. And on Instagram, we have an Instagram page of 13,000 followers with Flying with Wings Educations. Fantastic. 30,000 followers is serious. Obviously, there's a lot of people who want to travel around the world and live abroad and have new experiences. So that's that's really exciting. Now, Anu, I, before we jump into your story, I always like to ask people, you know, for your best piece of advice, if you um, if you had someone who was coming into business, starting their own thing, building their own movement, you know, yours sounds like it's really uh, a problem-based business in the sense that you saw a problem that you felt was important to solve. If someone's at that stage or they're coming into that kind of business, maybe share with us uh, the the number one piece of wisdom you would pass on to someone who was kind of following in your footsteps on some of that. First thing I learned was trust yourself, trust your instincts and what your inner voice tells you to do. Yeah, that's that's huge, right? I went through uh, some really hard times when my one of my businesses that I had didn't go so well back in 2008. I was in real estate, and what I found, you know, three years later, once I figured it out, was I was not able to recover as quickly as I could because I didn't trust myself. 
things didn't go my way. I made some decisions that uh, were, at least at the time, felt like bad decisions. And because of that, I, I kind of got stuck. How have you been able to, because you, you've kind of expressed to me before we were talking here that you went through some hard times and had some difficulty. How have you been able to continue to trust yourself? What, what do you do so that you can do that instead of like giving up? So I come from a very poor family and growing up in India, poor and as a girl is is one of the biggest challenges anyone can face because not only it's economically restrictive, it's also very gender unequal. And as a girl, the, the, the challenge and the, it's constant. People are constantly telling you, you can't do this no matter how hard you try. Mm -hmm. And the same thing happened to me when I came to US because none of the people I was around were business owners or entrepreneurs, everybody had a job or they were homemakers or whatever. For me, it was a very big decision because I was I was being just new. And the greatest struggle I found was getting a good guidance mm. to get started. Very difficult. Yeah. Yeah. And so as you've done that, when people try and tell you, you can't do it, what, what do you tell yourself? How did you find this belief that you can do it? Or, or trust yourself even when things don't go your way? What, what do you tell yourself or how do you think about that? There's a story behind that. So when I, work, when I was in India and I was working for a person and I was telling them, I want to move to US for my grad school. And that person out of nowhere, he stood up and he tells me in front of everybody who, who was present in the room, like, Anu, whatever you try, you can't do it. You are not made to do your grad school. That's just not in you. I can see you working all your life or you can be a homemaker, but you can't go to school or you can't work. Like you can't decide what I can do or not. You haven't seen me growing up. You don't know what, what life I have lived. So it's not your place to tell me. And uh, I knew I was made for something greater. My purpose is greater. I knew that since I was nine years old. I just hadn't found the passion I want to do in future. And when I found it, I was like, this is it. I found it. This is my passion. And I want to hold on to it. I do have doubts. It's not like I have a clean slate and I know I'm going to excel at everything. I have doubts every now and then, of course. But I trust myself because it's a trial and error process. Yeah, absolutely. And and I appreciate you saying that because it it is in you and, and it's in there for anybody who wants to let it come out. But there's no question that a lot of times society is telling us, you did this wrong. You should feel bad for this. You shouldn't aspire to that. Who are you to, to be a great person or make a difference, right? Because we are, we are all people. And like you said, we don't have a clean slate and we all have fears. And I have many, many friends who are speakers on stage and, and, you know, very, very famous in their own little circles and all of them have their insecurities and their flaws and their problems. And so I appreciate you sharing that in spite of all that, you still know that this is what you're here to do and, and you're going after it. So, so let's talk a little bit about that journey. How, how did you get excited or, or started in this uh, moving abroad? It's obviously a very scary thing. It sounds like you were in a place where not a lot of young women in India were doing that. So where did that come from for you? And, and how did you decide to turn this into a, an occupation? So when I was planning to move abroad, so in India and all the developing countries, there's something called as immigration consultants and agents. Mm -hmm. So what these people do is basically they have 
possible partnerships or affiliations with places outside and they help you through the process of make application to a college or applying for a visa to a country so they they are supposed to make it easy but in 99% of cases in any country with any consultant is that they are there just to earn the profit right they don't keep the vision of a person's future in their mind and for me i got conned for a lot of money and i was already poor and i was left with no money even to pay for my tuition and i'm like there are millions of people out there who are ready to pay money for genuine guidance the only problem they face is they don't have a person to rely on uh-huh. and now that i have come through the similar difficult journey not only financially but also beating the society beating the mindset and then made a path for myself i can definitely help with them in their situations so that's where my idea came from and i for in the beginning i started pro bono so i would help a lot of people just out of kindness of my heart to to be to, to say uh-huh. so <laughs> so i helped uh, in the beginning i helped a couple of students but then some ladies who were stuck in a domestically violent and abusive households they reached out to me and they were like we are tired we don't want to live this life no one trusts us no one helps us we are constantly abused we are constantly beaten mm-hmm. and it's like a life of a dog and i felt really sad for them because women has have so many power and if only we empower them to achieve what they wish to and so i took that uh, took them on with me as a challenge like let's see mm-hmm. if if i am capable of doing it those ladies are today working in canada and us wow. no one knows their past they have built a completely new life and only i them and their family know their secret but otherwise they have a new life now wow that's that's amazing and so i'm assuming once you you make that for other people you're like wow this really makes a huge difference in the world um so so where did you go from there you had this experience obviously you had your own personal experience you realize there's a need you do a little bit of outreach and and this sounds like it's a passion based business for you right like this is fully about making a difference in the world and i know so this is a this is a good question i i have a lot of friends who have these sort of passions they love to help people in certain ways but they do have a hard time taking that from just giving 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 to let's get get paid or compensated how did you make that turn how did that start to happen for you so i started writing about my experiences on this platform called as pora okay uh huh yeah and uh, i'm not sure how fame how popular it is in us i think it's picking up it is pretty popular in yeah in india in india back in 2016 2015 when i first started writing it was really popular mm. because what happens in the culture of i won't say in india but all, all the south asian community is that there's not a lot of freedom of expression so people mm. go and write anonymously on the platforms and kora gave a really good outlet for people to express mm. and uh, so i would start writing i started writing in my own name but people started finding me from from all over the world and they still do and they are like your you, you, what your story just connected with me can you help me mm-hmm. so it took me i'll say like 15 20 people rejecting 
before I got my first paying client and the mm-hmm. pay was like, I think my pay was $20 or $30. Right, right, right. For, for teaching them one entire lesson. But for me, that, that was not important. Right. For me, it was important to help them. And everything went well. I taught them. They got what they needed to do with their paperwork or for immigration. And now that client is set to move to Canada as a permanent resident next month. Cool. Cool. So that's great. I mean, and listen, we know that 20 or $30 in the U.S. is totally different than 20 or $30 somewhere else, right? In many places, that's very expensive. I have VAs in, you know, in other countries and for them, a good living is totally different. The costs are different. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so I, I can totally see where for some people that would be very difficult to afford. Um, okay, so now you had your first client and where have you gone from there? Tell, tell us a little bit about, you know, how that's continued to progress for you and just some of the lessons and challenges you've come come across along the way because I know that once you come up with these ideas and you start having headway, of course, the world pushes back and creates problems for you. So share with us how you've been able to do that because there are a lot of people who listen to these that are, you know, they're they're kind of on the front lines and they're taking all these shots right in the nose, right? How do you, uh, how have you been able to navigate some of that in the growing stage? So the growth has been very organic and uh, I do have close to 2 million, 2.5 million views on my content out there. So whoever finds me, mm-hmm. they instantly connect. And the second thing is my reference because of my 100% success, success rate, mm. people instantly refer and when they refer, I'm not sure how they refer, but they are like, we are already in love with you. Can you just start helping us? Wow. Wow. So is this, is this something you created just through Quora or through something else? How, how have you been able to get such exposure? Cause a couple of million views is, is a lot, you know, I, I write quite a bit and I have a bunch of stuff out there and I have, you know, maybe 50 or a hundred thousand views, but but millions of views is pretty significant. So what do you think the, the key was? Did, did you just do a lot of it or uh, what, what happened there? Um, on Cora, so uh, on Cora, people, when they look for a situation, like I want to apply to US, but I don't know how, mm-hmm. I think the first thing pops up is my answer. Mm-hmm. And I, ha- I had written so much in the last two years or three years that I'm like everywhere. Want to move abroad? I know what name pops up everywhere. Oh, wow. And wow. and that's where people are like, hey, she has written this. She has written that as well. She's everywhere. And mm-hmm. then that's how they find me on LinkedIn. And on my LinkedIn, I have a couple of posts that are like 100,000. They don't get more likes, but they have 100,000 views. Mm-hmm. And those views are like from all over the places. And when they come back to me, they're like, how come we didn't know about you? You are like everywhere, but you're still so <laughs> underrated. And right. I'm glad you're here now. And one big challenge I have found with my audience is that, so if, like we are already aware, the world works differently in a developed country like ours and mm-hmm. in the developing countries. And we have also seen how con people work, who con people for money and profit. So there is an inherent sense of fear, of Mm -hmm. betrayal in the Mm -hmm. minds of everybody who lives in a developing and underdeveloped country. Even I had that. 
Sure, sure. So, and that fear, I'm sorry. No, I was just going to ask, is there a way for people to kind of identify who, how do you know if somebody's legitimate or if somebody's a con person? Do you have it's any? It's very idea? difficult. It's very yeah. difficult. Um, but I do have, I have, uh, an I have done an entire series of posts that's going to go on my LinkedIn and my Instagram, how to identify a credible a consultant or a mentor for your abroad journey. And there are some benchmarks, like has the person already been living in abroad? Mm -hmm. Does the person have a qualification like a master's or a doctorate degree from abroad? Mm -hmm. And is the person on a dependent visa, that a visa that doesn't give them any rights? Or are they on a work visa or a permanent resident in an abroad country? Oh, and last but not the least, how many countries they pay taxes in. Because huh. that determines that you actually live in two countries and you know and you have an earning, you have earned in two countries. Right, right. So they've been legitimately able to move there and work and recognized to the point where they're paying taxes, they're not there illegally. That's what you're saying. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and, yeah that's a great yeah, point. And that, that that is something that people don't know in not only in India but any anywhere they just go to the closest office they have for a consultation and pay the money and then they, they disappear like the consultant disappears yeah and then if they knew all this to identify a person they wouldn't fall they wouldn't fall for it right and I've saved so many people just by this these checklist like just go and check it if you don't want me I, it's fine i don't care if you don't come to me but just don't go to somebody who doesn't deserve you yeah so so you you bring up a really good point this is something that i have found to help me be really powerful is is you don't treat your clients like i need your money right really really coming at this from a place of contribution not a place of what's in it for me um so T tell me just a little bit about that. What do you tell yourself? Because, you know, we all have to make money. We all have to eat. We all have to grow our business and pay our bills. How do you stay in that mindset of contribution? Because I think that's such a powerful place to be and you clearly come from it. I'm just interested in your mindset on how you stay there. There's enough money in the world. Mm -hmm. But money can't buy kindness and the true mentor. I agree with that. And, and so for me, the greatest motivation is to see students be where they want to be. And sometimes some students are just not fit. Whatever we do, how much am I, it's, it's just not right. And in that case, I, I, have, like, I have had very, very bad experiences with students who have gotten everything from me, but they haven't paid or just disappeared out of nowhere or went and have written a bad review uh, for me and or harassed me. Somebody harassed me, 5,000 people harassed me on a group, hmm. just saying that I've, I, was, I was a con person. And this happened from a group in Nigeria. Hmm. And it, it was a really traumatizing experience. But I tell myself, it's not me, it's their experiences because I know I have lived their life. Mm. Because of the experiences they have had, they have those, um, I, I call like those 
views on their eyes that they can't see behind behind that and what exactly is happening in the world so i feel kindness but i can't do more than that because they they won't they are not ready for me to help them mm-hmm. i just hope they have somebody who's able to help them get where they wish to yeah so what i hear hear you say is just that you're you realize you're not a fit for everybody mm-hmm. and as long as you stay true to who you are and come from kindness then the people who are a fit it will fit and those who don't can go elsewhere and you're you're okay with that absolutely yeah yeah i i totally get that too because i do <laughs> financial strategy for business owners and we're not a fit for everybody and the mindset and the way that we approach things and the way that i explain things and sometimes it's hard to not take it personal because i i want them to like me and i want to help them but i can tell sometimes the language i'm speaking and the language they're speaking are not the same even though we might be talking about the same topic so i appreciate you sharing that because i think it's it's really important as business owners it's very easy to get caught up in business and forget about the people even though i know you really started with the people you know, the fact that you still have to stay in business and, and do what you do. I think it's easy for people to get pulled out of it. And you seem to stay very centered in that. So I wanted to kind of hear your, your thoughts on all of that. So, so tell me what you're working on. Where are you going with this next? I'm kind of interested in, you know, I'm, I mean, clearly from the number of views and the other things that are out there, there's just a massive need for this service. How are, how are you planning to to keep up with that. I mean, obviously you're not going to work for everybody, but my guess is that you want to help more people. Where, where are you headed with it? So I have expanded the range of the services I offer. Mm-hmm. And it's since I live in abroad already, it just gives more credibility of my skills. So earlier I would only help with um, grad school admissions mm-hmm. or preparing for exams that non-native English speakers need or mm. exams needed for grad school admissions. But now I am going beyond that. I'm helping people who are already living in an abroad country apply for a job. Because what people do is they come from, for example, they come from India and they talk Indian English to recruiters in US or Canada. Right. It's not going to work. And it's difficult because... I know the fact. In fact, the language we speak in U.S. is totally different from the language they speak in India. The English, it's English, but it's mm. a whole different language. And right. pe- people don't understand the basic change in the culture. Like, it just doesn't work like that. And so that's where I come in and I'm, he- I'm going to help them with finding jobs and how to apply for jobs, how to prepare the documents properly, how to talk to talk on phone. A lot of people don't even know how to talk on phone. Wow. It's just zero. Second thing, apply for permanent residencies and find um, lawyers and attorneys in the countries where they want to move if they have a difficult case. Mm-hmm. So I try to find a good attorney that's best fit for their case who has experience dealing with those type of immigration cases and then kind of partner them up and they can take it from there. Great, great. So helping them just to vet and work with people who are who are legitimate professionals, once again, like you said, and you, you brought this up over and over that there's just a lot of con people out there. So you have to be very careful. And like you said, your checklist, I think is, is tremendously helpful with that. So I, I think people are going to find tremendous value with that. 
So I, uh, I, I guess if, if you could pass on just some, some words of wisdom, some knowledge to people who are listening, if they're looking to move from abroad or if they're a business owner, what would you like to say? What do you think you want to leave them with? If they could only take one thing out of listening to this conversation that you think would be valuable to other people? Trust yourself that you can do it no matter what happens. I like that. I mean, I, I find that that's kind of the <laughs> the most important thing is just to not stop. If you know this is what you want, you just keep going and you keep going. And I find that when I plant my flag in the ground and I say, this is where I'm going, no matter how hard it is, I always get there. But when I tell myself, well, let me see if I can get there. Then when something gets in my way, I say, oh, I guess I can't. And I stop. And like what you're saying is, if you if you just believe in it and you keep going, you'll get there. So I, I absolutely love that. So Anu, I really appreciate you taking some time to to share you know your story with us and what you're up to in the world. Tell us once again if if people want to uh, reach out to you, if they want to find out more about what you're up to, if they want to support it, be a part of it, look at your services. How do they find you? They can find me on LinkedIn by name Anu Watt. And on my website, that says wingseducations.com. Okay. And we'll, we'll have those links in the, uh, obviously in the description down below. So make sure you, you check those out, but you're just doing tremendous work. And that's a big part of why we're doing this, this podcast is just to highlight and feature people like you who have overcome tremendous obstacles to make a difference in the world and do good work and really help people. And, you know, from the bottom of my heart, even though I haven't needed your particular service, I can see that it would be tremendously scary for people. I've definitely traveled abroad and I know that I was very vulnerable, especially my first few days. I can only imagine if you're trying to do that long distance or trying to get things set up when you really don't know anybody in a particular place, it sounds to me like you're just, you're just doing awesome stuff. So I want to thank you for that. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure speaking with you. Thanks for listening to the Small Business Big Life Show. If you're a six or seven figure business owner who'd like to be on the show, we'd love to talk about it. Just visit biglifefinancial.com slash guest to get the ball rolling. And if you heard something you loved on the show today, don't be shy about sharing it. And if you do, be sure to use the hashtag smallbusinessbiglife so we can see that you're sharing the love. And heck, if we swoon over your post, we might even pass it on to our many thousands of followers to help share the love and the spotlight with you. Speaking of love, if you like today's show, be sure to hit that subscribe button. You know why? Because then you'll never miss another episode and you can get all the motivation, inspiration, and insights with every new episode. Also, if you want to see everything else we're up to on YouTube, social media, or even in real life, you can always visit us at biglifefinancial.com. Well, that's it for today. My name's Derek Venice, and I want to personally thank you for being a part of the small business Big Life movement. Now get out there, create more than you consume, love people more than you need to, and believe in magic because yes, it does exist.